0: Welcome to the weekly message from Rhema Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. In the psalm, one of the verses beautiful in the psalm is he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake righteous paths aren't the only paths that you can be led on. And he is not the only one who has influence or a voice into our lives. There are other people, there are other things that have influence to influence which paths we take. Of course, he leads us in paths of righteousness. There are other influences and other people that would lead us in paths that are not righteous and not, not good and will hurt us and dis- destroy different parts of our lives. And so we're just gonna unpack and unwrap a little bit of that and contrast them just so that we can identify them. And then we're going to look at the Holy Spirit being, being our guide. Uh, in the Old Testament, there was a level, as Tony's already brought out, there was a level of uh, interaction that the Holy Spirit had with with man. And it was not as we know it today in the New Testament as a result of what Jesus did. There were only certain people who were anointed of God that would get leading and direction and guidance. The prophet was anointed to get guidance and other people would seek out guidance through a prophet or uh, the priest was also anointed and they would uh, come to him and there was uh, the the ephod that he wore that reflected different lights to to get different messages and leading from God. It was a very interesting way of getting uh, light from God. The king was anointed but with the exception of David, uh, usually the kings went to prophets to get the get direction of where to go to battle or when to go to battle and all. And so in the Old Testament, there were directions from God, there was leading from God, but it was always external to the individual person. They depended on outside leading. In the Old Testament, people were led by circumstances and sometimes it was right. They would go by if something was uh, in a good way. The the twelve brothers, well the eleven brothers because Joseph was already in Egypt, they were led by a famine into Egypt. And that's exactly where they needed to be because Joseph had gone there some years before and had stored up food for a famine. But they were led by their need to do something. So they were led by circumstances. On the flip side of that, Abraham, some years before, in a famine, was led by a famine, by circumstances, into Egypt, same place, Egypt, And he came out of Egypt with Hagar as his wife's mistress, who then later on became his. And so sometimes, and sometimes circumstances can lead you in a good way. Sometimes circumstances can lead you actually in a wrong path. So being led by circumstances, how things seem, how things come together can be right can sometimes be a way that seems right, and the way therein is is not life, it's death. So being led by circumstance can be tricky. Another one that they were led by, which I've already mentioned, is prophecy. And so uh, when God would move through a prophet or uh, through a way of prophecy, this was a wonderful way to know the way of the Lord. However, there were also false prophets, and there still are false prophets, where uh, Israel was trying to determine whether they should go into a battle or not, and they got a bunch of prophets together, and different ones were prophesying, yes, go, go, God will surely conquer the enemy under your feet, and... and uh, everyone was prophesying that thing and it sounded mighty it sounded triumphant it sounded maybe spiritual they even acted some of the prophecies out and then came elijah and he didn't prophesy the same thing and so uh, they went with the prophecy of the multi- of the greater number of prophets and and uh, were defeated in battle So prophecy, just putting all your eggs in, well, if I can just get a prophecy, that'll do it. It'll do it if it's a good prophecy. (laughs) If it's not a good prophecy, if you're putting all your eggs in a prophecy box, you're good if the prophecy's good. So circumstances, you can be led by circumstances and maybe come out okay, but maybe not. Prophecy, maybe if the prophecy's good. Then, another way, there were other ways, and Tony's already mentioned, there's signs and wonders. There's nothing like a handwriting on the wall to get your attention, hey. How about, how about a donkey actually speaking to you, articulating direction into your life? How many of you have an animal in your house? Wouldn't that be something if God used that creature to, indeed? So, God uses signs and wonders. He has. He's he's done amazing things. Signs and wonders. These ways of giving direction aren't exclusive to the Old Testament. They're also in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. These ways of leading, external leadings, of prophecy, of circumstance, and also also, uh, signs and wonders, which include angels and visions. All of those things are from without. However, now that Jesus has come, and the work that he did enabled the person of the Holy Spirit not to just orchestrate direction from the outside to you, but actually the Holy Spirit In this covenant because Jesus uh, made a way for God to literally come inside. So we can say it this way, the guide is inside. So where there is direction and, and God does give prophecy and arrange circumstances and and there can be signs and there can be dreams and visions. In this covenant, we have a sure word of prophecy in the word of God, but we also have a double sure, surety because of the person in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes what these external leadings do for people who have been hearing the voice of the Lord and maybe not identifying or maybe even identifying, but when these external, External uh, indications from God come, these leadings come, what it does is, is confirm what God is saying on the inside. Sometimes these external things like prophecies, different circumstances that happen, different signs and wonders that happen. If, if a person of you, me, God has been talking to us, but sometimes we're not being aware that it's God. We may be just, uh, you know, that voice may be, the voice or the witness of the Spirit may be amongst a lot of other influences. What happens then if there's an external leading that comes? What it does is amplify what God has been saying on the inside. And when you hear that prophecy, it's like, Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's right. And so, I'd like you to go in your Bible. Well, before we do, I'd like us to look at Proverbs, the first chapter, if you will, please. Proverbs 1 and verse 10 Says my child, if sinners entice you to turn, uh, entice you, turn your back on them. Verse eleven. They may say, "Come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone, just for fun. Let's ambush the innocent." Then let's go to the next verse. Come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share the loot. Verse fifteen. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. And so when you're trying to decide, and I'm thinking about these different aisles, there's different paths in life. Some paths are paths of righteousness, some paths are paths of death. And these influences, there's many influences, not just the Holy Spirit, there's different influences that are around us. Go on this road influences, that, that do let's go do this, maybe not to murder someone like that, that first verse of Scripture, but maybe it's to do something that you wouldn't have done if somebody hadn't kind of influenced you to do it. Some people end up in a peck of trouble. They, they've done something that they're regretting and they feel bad about doing, and they wouldn't have done it had somebody not influenced them to do it. And so the Bible's real plain about that. If something is encouraging you to go down a road where you're going to regret that you've, you've done something that you didn't want to do, if there are people that historically have helped you to do the wrong thing, the Bible says, get away. If, when you're around somebody or a certain group of people, and you find yourself caving to their influence to go down a way that's not right, then don't be with that group of people. You say, but I want to minister to them. Yeah, well, they're ministering to you. <laughs> and until you're in, a, you're in a spiritual state where you can be the influence instead of them, it's better to stay away from them. That's just plain. But the Bible is very plain. Plain. Stay away, stay away so that you can be influenced and you don't have to cave to other voices because the Holy Spirit is not the only influence in your life, but he is the only safe influence in your life. All right, so now let's go to a, a, another another portion of scripture. I'd like you to go to um, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33. We'll just see how the, how the New Testament says this. Don't be fooled by those that say such things. And then the last part of this, uh, this verse says, bad company corrupts good character. If you hang around and you, just, you hang out uh, and are influenced by some people, Um, yeah, the Bible's real plain. It does have an effect on the way, or the roads and the choices that you make. So, John 14, let's look and see the advantage that we have now in this new covenant where the Holy Spirit is not just giving us direction from the outside People that uh, are used to just taking influence from the outside, they are around good people, then they do good things. Conversely, if they're around bad people, then they do bad things. Kind of like just whichever the way the wind is blowing the trees, the branches will move. And so what happens though, What God intended was that in Christ, the guide would not just be external to be an external influence to us. He wouldn't just be on the outside to to give us a direction amongst all the other voices on the outside giving us direction. But when Jesus raised from the dead and was with his disciples in John the 20th chapter you don't have to turn there but he breathed on them and he said receive the holy spirit. And what happened when that when Jesus Christ did that is the holy spirit for the first time literally came into people. It's amazing. He'd had interaction in the hearts of people, but he'd never come to live in anybody until Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. So now let's go to John, the 14th chapter. Let's see what Jesus is telling his disciples. Um, uh, He said, I will ask the Father. He was saying he was gonna go, go to be with the Father. He said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Say, never leave you. Say, he will never leave me. The advocate, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit, will never leave you. Now, whoever's sitting beside you, the closest family member will leave you. Maybe not even a rejection, but they just... They go to work, and you stay at home. Or they go to one job, and you go to another. They go to one room in the house, and you go to another. But the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, would never leave you. Isn't that amazing? Even Jesus, when he was on the earth, he would be in one place, and his disciples would be in another Sometimes he'd be up on the mountain and they'd be in a boat. They weren't in the same place. However, what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would do is when he would come, he would never leave you. Say, never leave you. That's huge. Look at the next verse. He's the Holy Spirit who leads into truth about the Bible. Is that what it says? It doesn't just say truth about the Bible, does it? It says all truth, all truth. The truth about you, the truth about your feelings, the truth about your past, the truth about your future, the truth about your relationships, the truth about everything. And what does the truth and knowing the truth and walking in the truth do for you? Go ahead and say it out loud. If you know the truth and walk in it, what will it do? So the Holy Spirit leads us into truth whereby we can live free. So it says the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him. Why? Because he lives with you now and later will be in you. He was talking to the disciples before he went to the cross. Well, later, he breathed on them. They received the Holy Spirit and now he is not only with people, He is in people. So you have the person in the presence of the Holy Spirit with you all the time and also in us all the time and he is the guide. If anybody is good at what they do, the Holy Spirit is brilliant at guiding. Now his voice is not the exclusive voice in your life. There are many voices in this world. There are many influences in this world, but his voice never leaves you. Other people can come and go, and just as we said from Proverbs, you can get away from some voices, but his voice is always there, sometimes not always acknowledged and sometimes not always recognized, but his voice is always there, and the Bible says you know him. And so now, we're going to look at not external input or influence, even by the Holy Spirit, we're going to look at internal influence. Brother Hagen has a book called, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, and I look at it, I read it, they're really, really short, easy to read chapters, and they're just real helpful tools to help remind you that the guide is on the inside and that every single believer in Jesus can be led by the person of the Holy Spirit. The Trinity, the third person in the Trinity lives with you and in you, all right? So let's go to 1 John the second chapter in verse 27. And it says, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives, where does the Holy Spirit live? He lives in us. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what he teaches you is true and is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Now this verse can be perplexing to read. You think, well, if he leads us into truth and we don't have any need that anyone teaches us, why why are we sitting here in church on a Sunday morning being taught? Well, you take scripture and you weigh them with scripture. Jesus himself, when he went, he raised up into heaven after he was resurrected, he gave gifts to the body of Christ. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Ephesians the fourth chapter in verse 11 says, and they are, to, they are to teach, they are to prepare. So this verse of scripture certainly could not mean that we don't have any need, that we have teachers or ministers or pastors or evangelists in the body of Christ. That's not what it's saying. What it's saying is this, you do not have to depend on outward positive influence. If you're in a situation and it's only Thursday, you got three more days till Sunday, you're in a situation on Thursday and there's other influences trying to press you, press you to go down this road and this road isn't good. Good, bad things don't, or good things don't happen on this road. Bad things happen on this road but it's only Thursday. It's not Sunday. So who can help me? I'm right here in the middle of this decision. Who's gonna help me? I tell you, the Holy Spirit who's with us and in us and never leaves us is right where you are, right when you need it. There is help from the Holy Spirit to know exactly what you need to do and not only that, but the power to do it. Look at this next verse of scripture, Philippians, the second chapter. It says, for God is working in you and it would be the person of the Holy Spirit. God is working in you, giving you the desire he, he gives us the desire to do w- of which road. We're standing here in the, in, in the crossroads of a day thinking, should I do this, should I do that, or should I go with them, or should I do this or this? He gives you the desire of which, which road to go. Not only the desire, but look at this, and the power to do what pleases him. Say this with me. The Holy Spirit is living in me He is the greater one. He has a greater impact in my life. By acknowledging that, it activates that in your life. There may be influences of friends that have, whatever they say is what you do. But if you'll start acknowledging the greater one lives on the inside of you instead of people's influence from the outside being greater, you start agreeing with the Bible, I tell you what, it'll activate the person in the presence of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you and things that used to make you cave will not be able to do it. Things that used to confuse you won't have the ability to do it anymore when you have the person in the presence of the Holy Spirit and you're acknowledging his presence there. In First Kings, the 19th chapter, if you look there, 1 Kings 19. How are you guys this morning? Good, okay. 1 Kings 19. And, and uh, you know, Elijah. Elijah had a very dramatic day. Super. It's one of the most supernatural chapters in the Bible, the chapter before, chapter 18. It's the one that he called all the prophets of Baal together, and they went up to Mount Carmel, And there was a contest to see who was the real God. And so they went up to Mount Carmel, and on that place, then uh, whichever God answered by fire, fire would come down and burn up the sacrifice, would be God. Well, you know the story. The prophets of Baal prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and cut themselves with knives, and it was real masochistic, and yeah, they cried, and, and, and nothing happened. Then Elijah doused his, his sacrifice 12 times with, with water and prayed a simple prayer, and fire literally came out of heaven and burned up the sacrifice and burned up the rocks and made a crater. It's pretty cool. Big day. Big signs. Big signs. Big wonders. And then it rained, and it hadn't rained for three years and a half. Big day. Big, big, big day. First chapter 19 then He's running from his, for his life from a queen that wants to kill him as a result of what had happened the, ch- the chapter before. And, uh, and he went into a cave to hide there, and, um, and there was, um, look at how it says here, go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. He called him out of the cave where he was hiding. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. And it was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. That's dramatic. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. Good gracious, that is also dramatic. There was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Next verse. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper, and that's where God was. Elijah started listening to that whisper, and it told him what to do in the next whole chunk of his life. Didn't even mention Jezebel. Just told him what what he was going to do. He was going to set in motion three kings. Huge direction for his life. It didn't come in a fire. It didn't come in an earthquake. It didn't come in a wind. Nothing. It was a still, small voice. Some of the greatest things that God wants you to know and to follow him will not be in earth Quakes and wind and fire. It'll be in the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside. It honors God. It is a worship of God for you to acknowledge His presence on the inside. Just a little while ago, we've had wonderful and precious worship here this morning. But when you also acknowledge his presence when there are other external influences around, it is worship. When you're not seeking, like I, I've got to hear from somebody else what to do. I, I haven't said one prayer hardly. I haven't hardly acknowledged, acknowledged God. You say, if I could just get somebody to prophesy to me, if I could just get a sign, if, if I could just get a vision, then I would know what to do. Mm, mm. What God wants you to do is honor the huge work that the Lord Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection, part of the benefit of that work was to actually get God, who is the guide, on the inside of you. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge that he did it. He's here. You say, I don't, know. I don't feel him. It isn't about feeling. He said he's there, and he said he would never leave you. Boldly acknowledge it, boldly accept it, boldly declare, I am divinely led, I am divinely guided. And today, if you are in a state of weakness, or in a place of confusion, or in a peck of trouble, if you're in debt, if you're in all kind of whatever it is, the guide that's on the inside has the ability to get you out because Jesus said he can lead you into truth he would lead you into truth and truth is what makes you free I have a guide but I don't just have a guide we all have a guide let's use him let's acknowledge him let's be bold to acknowledge his person in his presence so there is a witness of the Holy Spirit now Uh, if you go to look at the lights please go go to light number one on the inside getting getting to understand the way that the Holy Spirit witnesses on the inside is it always with a voice there is a voice that he speaks with but sometimes it's with a sense here's one way a red light (laughs) it's like there's just a feeling of mm, no, but it's not out here. It's in here. It's like mm, no. Another way uh, that, uh, that Brother Hagen uses this example, he said it's a scratchy feeling. It's like when you're you're contemplating something, you're you're facing something. It's like Ugh, scratchy. It's not up here. You don't understand why. It's down in here. It's like. Ugh. Something scratchy. Then look at the next light. It's an amber light. An amber light, we know, means just proceed with caution. There's, it's a transition. Well, well, so we don't just, we don't, in that season, in that kind of a witness, then we perk up. We don't just ramble on, as we have been. We perk up, and we make special attention to make sure that we're listening to him. Amber. Then then there's this. There's green. Green enables somebody just to know, whoo, all systems are go. This is good. Colossians three, fifteen uses this kind of language. Let the peace. Green means peace. There's there's a peace about what it is you're contemplating may not make sense in the head, may not make sense, uh, uh, you know, as far as figuring it all out up here, but there's a peace way down in here. Let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ one body you were also called to live and be thankful giving thanks to God always I was reading uh, some writing of um, Rick Renner you know he's a he's just uh, quite a scholar in Greek and in Hebrew but in the Greek this is how he would translate this verse of scripture I like it he says let the peace of God which Let the peace of God call the shots in your life. Don't you like that? Let the peace of God call the shots in your life. Let the peace of God be the umpire in your life and actions. Let the peace of God act as a referee in your emotions and your decisions. You say, but I... I, You know, I don't know if what I'm hearing is Him. Then, you know, one of the best ways, one of the best ways is to, if there seems to be like heaps of voices, a lot of external voices, I think you should do this, I think you should do this, and we're looking at the circumstances, working on the circumstances, trying to sort, is this what I'm supposed to do, is that what I'm supposed to do? Take some time with this, because this is God talking. This is God talking. And calm down. Don't barrel ahead. Calm down and let your heart get still. Just read the Word. And let the Word separate between your brain and your heart. The Word does that. You don't have to do that. Let the Word do that. Yeah, Sometimes we, we try to get really in, in, introspective. I've, am I doing the right thing? Is this God? Is that God? Is this the devil? Is that uh, Let the word do the separating for you. Read, read verses of scripture that have to do with guidance and direction. You'll find that your heart just calms down. Say some of the things that I've led you to say today. That the greater one lives on the inside of me. And those verses of scripture that I gave you from John and, the, and from Philippians, the second chapter, and, and from First John, the second chapter, that you, I have a guide. The Holy Spirit lives in me. He's leading me into all truth. And the verse of scripture that Tony gave you another week ago, two or three weeks ago, that, that I know his voice and another voice I'll not follow. And saying those things lead you out of fear. And sometimes we make decisions, knee-jerk decisions in fear. Calm down with the word of God and in his presence. And in that stillness, peace will become very apparent or an amber feeling or red. Whatever it is in your heart, do it. Do it. This is the way. Walk in it. Praise God. Aren't we thankful for the Holy Spirit? Now, I want to just real quickly give you some things that will help. There is static sometimes. Static to that voice. I want to just identify that so that if if you're thinking, I, I just don't know if I'm getting it or not. And the reason I'm saying that, I've been there before with really important decisions. And I'm thinking, am I getting this right? Is this God? Okay. One thing that makes static is reason. Just reasoning, getting too much in the head. This isn't where the red light, green light, and amber light is. This is not where the candle of the Lord is in your noggin. It's down in your belly. Proverbs says this, the candle of the Lord, the spirit of man, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. you got to get it out of here. Calm down and get back down into here. Reason. And sometimes we reason because, well, they said this, they said this, I mean, they, they all said this, and they all did that, and so we reason it up in here. Sometimes it's because we've done it always by habit, so okay, so we'll just do it again. Well, we know we've made a rabbit trail, but maybe that rabbit trail isn't a good trail for us. Maybe it was in the past, but not for right now. So reason is, sometimes fear. That's all with reason. Let me give you another one strife also makes static not strife about perhaps the decision the particular decision you're making it can be strife in another area of your life but it will put static on a decision that you need to make in another area look at first first john the second chapter in the 10th verse aren't we thankful for the word the word helps us doesn't it look at this first john 2 in verse 11 it says but if but anyone who hates another brother or sister still living and walking in the darkness doesn't mean darkness is on the inside of you but you're walking on a dark road there's no street lights on that road that path even though you're righteous even though there's light on the inside there's no light on the road that you're walking if you're in strife Walking in darkness, such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. If you're in a decision-making time, get out of strife. <laughs> if you wanna make sure that the way you're walking in is right, it take, it's worth the, worth the effort. Put, get your car up off the road and onto blocks and get out of strife. Strife muddies up the water, mucks up, turns the, turns the light off. You want the light to be on important decisions that you make in Jesus' name. Now, let me give you a couple things of how to exercise. You can, on purpose, exercise your hearing of the voice on the inside. Do you want to know how to to participate with the voice on the inside? We don't have to just do it hit and miss and maybe we'll hear it, maybe we won't. Yeah. Well, let me just give you some practical, a couple practical things. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, I encourage you, Be filled with the Holy Spirit, being able to pray in another language, being able to talk to God about options that you don't know in your mind. You know to say, well, pros and cons for A are these. Pros and cons for B are these. But what if the Holy Spirit knows an option C that hasn't even entered your mind? You're able to pray about those things in other tongues if you're, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, and we emphasize it every single week when it comes to divine direction, the Bible is essential. Amen. So uh, uh, letting the word divide between your soul and your spirit, the word clarifying very clearly, identifying clearly what already is the will of God. And it also helps you to identify the way God talks. There's some verses of, or there's some things and voices that come, come voice, and they sound spiritual, like the voice of the devil to Jesus when he said, If you're the Son of God, command these stones, do a miracle and command these stones to become bread. It sounds real spiritual. But Jesus, because he was full of truth, he was the Word made flesh, he knew. He knew it wasn't right, even though the devil was quoting a verse of Scripture. How are we going to know if, if there's a false prophecy or a, uh, some kind of confusing something? It's when the Word re- dwells in you richly. Read your Bible. Amen. And then another thing practice responding the Holy Spirit. One of the best ways to exercise an inward witness on purpose and a consciousness of an inward witness is in the area of giving. God is a giver and he'll give you opportunities. Look inside. We don't just just give blindly. We, We honor him with our tithes and offering. Off the top, we honor him to live a lifestyle of giving prompted by the Holy Spirit. You'll develop a sensitivity and an accuracy to the Holy Spirit when when you uh, exercise it with giving. Isn't that an interesting way? Prayer is another thing. The Holy Spirit will witness something that needs to be prayed about, someone that needs Prayed about it. You don't have to know the gory details. You don't have to know the gossip on it. You just have a witness. Mm, mm, you get around somebody, and and it. It's not like it's not like the thing of get away from them. It's like mm, mm, something's hurting there. Something's hurting there. You will accentuate and amplify the inward witness if you'll respond to that let's do it this next week guys can we those are just some simple ways not the only ways but when we read the bible when we pray we pray in other tongues when we follow the leading of the holy spirit to give to pray to respond to speak to someone to give a word of edification exhortation and comfort you can get to somebody while you're talking. I've, in this church, I cannot count how many times different ones of you have spoken to me and it's been what I needed to hear. You were just talking. Some of you have been so unconsciously led maybe, some very consciously led of the Holy Spirit. God wants to use one another to encourage one another. Let's do it. Let's do it, and let's be used of God to help one another. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your great plan and purpose to get God on the inside. We thank you, you're God with us, but thank you, Lord Jesus, for making us righteous so that you could be in us. Now, Father God, I pray for every person here today. Even though I don't know every person, you do. Even though I don't know every circumstance, you do. And you know every person and their lives well. I thank you, Father, for the intensity of the love that you have and your commitment to every person. That even though they may have bucked against you in, in different ways, maybe not, but not even consciously maybe, but even if they have, I thank you that your promise remains. You are with us never to leave us. And I thank you for that, Lord. Father, I am aware this morning, I'm real conscious this morning that you are working in people both to will and to do of your good pleasure. I'm real conscious of the fact that there is in the lives of some people here that the devil means to have them, that he could sift them as wheat who wants to destroy their life or he wants to diminish their life in some way. Father, I thank you for the person and presence of the Holy Spirit that right now, I acknowledge that presence as one to help them on the inside, strengthen them on the inside. In Jesus' precious name, now, Father, there's somebody here also that has come and, and with us this morning in, in church, and yet, even though they have been in church this morning, they don't know if God is on the inside. They don't have a, a, a real assurity that Jesus is in their heart and that everything is right between them and, and God. There's not a a real assurity that if they were to die, that they would go to heaven. Oh, Father, they are not to pass one more day without knowing for sure. In Jesus' name, I pray for them today. At the end of this service, you may open your eyes. At the end of this service, uh, there's a, a ministry team that will be up here in the front. And uh, I- I'm going to be up here this morning. And, uh, and if you want somebody to pray with you and to acknowledge the person of the Holy Spirit with you, uh, this would be a real, I really urge you to come. God wants to walk you out of dark places. He wants to walk you into freedom. He's committed to you to do so. This week is not to be, this coming week is not to be a repeat of last week. It is to go from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. So uh, at the end of the service, um, uh, Andrew is going to be closing the service, but after he closes, I want to give you opportunity just to come and where prayer can be made for you. Until next Friday or next Sunday, either whichever you come to, to uh, worship with us, have a mighty week. And I commend you to the fellowship and the communion of the Holy Spirit. This week, be aware of His person in presence on the inside of you. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at rhema.org.au. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.